In the name of Jesus. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The Israelites were not rejoicing. Not this day. Sure, God had rescued them from the hands of evil old Pharaoh, broken their bonds of slavery, came down into the world through Moses and his brother, and with God's power did these ten amazing miracles. All for the point, for the purpose of letting God's people go. He rescued them mightily, even parting the Red Sea, where they walked across, not in all the slush that you walked through on the way into church, nor mud, but on dry ground. Brought them to his holy mountain, where his presence descended in a very fearful, reverent, awe-filled way. God gave them his law. All these things they had seen, they had heard, they had experienced, but all they could think about was the day that was in front of them. Not thinking about days past, nor looking forward to even days to come. Oh no, their bellies were hungry, they were tired, they were hot, they were thirsty, and so that day, the day the Lord made for them, all they did was grumble, complain. They begrudged God's generosity and failed to trust in Him for not only that day, but for the days to come. In our gospel text for today, likewise, Jesus tells the story. The kingdom of heaven, He says, is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for His vineyard. And with each of them, he made a contract, a binding labor contract that no union could probably break. And they agreed. They signed on the bottom line, said, yes, we will work for a denarius a day. Each one agreed to this. At the end of the day, the master kept the contract, paid each of them a denarius a day. But for those that worked all day long, they thought, this is unfair. We worked more, therefore we deserve more. You see, one of the lessons that we learned today quite pivotally pivotally, through all three texts is that God does not give His gifts equally. Not in terms of the stuff of this life. Luke 12 talks about, to whom much is given, much is expected. And our epistle text for today? Well, I suppose we should stop having Super Bowls. We should stop giving out a trophy to the winner. We should stop having March Madness. Oh, wait, we did that last year. We should stop giving a trophy to those who succeed and do well. Rather, and I remember quite well, and I didn't like it. I was in fifth grade, and I played soccer for the YMCA, and we had a pretty good season, a winning record, and even in fifth grade back then, this would have been early 80s, they allowed the better teams to square off against each other 
for a championship. And we won. And they called the second place team up on the field and and gave them a trophy and congratulated them. And then they called us and gave us the exact same trophy. Same size. Looked identical. Didn't even have anything written on it. And my first thought was what? That's ridiculous. We are the champions. We deserve a bigger trophy. Come on. Give me the respect and honor that that I am due. Such is the nature of the sinner. On the one hand, we want things to be completely equal. On the other hand, well, we want the recognition that we deserve. And I would submit to you this day that in the midst of, of all of this, we as sinners have an identity crisis. That's right. It's all about our identity. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Some of you might remember the Brady Bunch. For our children and grandchildren, it's what? Bunch of grapes? Bunch of bananas? What are you talking about? Oh no, a TV show that took place many, many years ago. Two families, a mother and father with with children that, that got married and all of a sudden had a large house. And the middle girl, it's always the middle child, isn't it? named Marcia, was picked on by her older sister, Jan. Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. The actress's name that played Marcia is Maureen McCormick. And she has written and talked quite a bit over the years about how her identity as Marcia, a character she played on the Brady Bunch, began to affect her real life, of how she looked at herself thinking that she was worth nothing, began to affect herself and her relationships with other people. As such, as sinners, we are certainly influenced by external factors. And more than that, we become very enamored with our current predicaments. We, so many times, can only look at the day that is in front of us, the troubles that are here and now, forgetting what's come before and having no hope for what's yet to come. Such it was for the Israelites. Such it was for the workers in the vineyard in the text. Such it was probably for the runners who competed and did not win the prize. Maybe for you. Maybe you are so enamored right now with the things that that are going on in the world that that's, that's all you think about and that becomes your very identity. We hear about the strains of COVID from the UK, from South Africa. Maybe we've had the vaccine, maybe we haven't. But in the midst of all that, at the back of our mind is this nagging question, when can we return to normal? So we sin. We begin to worry about the future. We begin to fear what will take place. And more than that, We fail to see and find the joy that God gives in this very day. The day that the Lord has made in which we're supposed to rejoice and be glad. And instead we cower in fear and worry. We claim that things are unequal. That we haven't received our share. How can so and so have this and this and I have this and that? 
It is true, the Lord does not give equally in this life. For us, according to Scripture, sin is the great equalizer that puts us all in the exact same spot before the Most High God. Sin is the great equalizer. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But all are also invited to repent. To return to the Lord your God. To return to Him and find a hope and a future, forgiveness of sins, life and salvation. Sin is the great equalizer. For as we're told, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. And yet how often we look at other people and other situations and bemoan how good their life is and how things are so ordered and how they have all of this and that and we have not. And we fail to recognize that sin comes knocking at the door in many and various ways. Do you begrudge the Lord's generosity? What he has given you? When you fall into this pit of worry and fear and despair, do you in faith and according to God's word return to him? To see all that he has done for you in the past, to see that which perhaps he has given you this day that you just haven't opened your eyes to, and perhaps to look forward to the future, or do you just sit and pout, Marsha, 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 and think that your identity lies elsewhere? You see, this is the day the Lord has made. Which day? Today. Which is why the author of Hebrews in the New Testament talks exactly this way. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is what the Lord has put in front of you. And if there will be troubles and difficulties that come, guess what? You have one who has experienced and conquered all of this. You have one to whom your identity before the Most High God is now connected and given in the waters of holy baptism where you are washed and covered with His righteousness. For it was Him who endured the punishment, the scorn, and even death itself upon the cross. For the days that you and I bemoan, worry, fret, and doubt that our Lord gives to us generously, for the times that we compare ourselves to others, for the times that we fail to see all that He has done in the past for us, and all that He promises to do in the future. Thus, there was a day. It's called Good Friday. It was a good day. The day the Lord had made that by which you would be rescued. And that's why the day of Jesus' very crucifixion we call good. Even though we have black pyramids that you will see and the service is somber, it's still good. For through this suffering, through this difficulty, God brought life and immortality to light. It was a joyous Friday, a glad Friday, which means now that every one of your days, no matter what may come, this is the day the Lord has made. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and examine my heart. Lead me in the way everlasting. This day, today, tomorrow, all of your days as a child of faith, Your identity is hidden with Christ 
And your Lord loves you and has loved you so much that he will provide for you. Repent of the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha days of your life and see what God has done for you and still will yet do. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in the name of Jesus.